Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And yes, it's 23 degrees on the 10th of August. But the reason I'm playing that today is that it seems they're cancelling Christmas in Cork this year. Many towns right across uh, County Cork. Apparently, they're going to miss out on Christmas lights because the County Council have to give a grant to committees instead of doing the work. Um, Jermuth Cregan is the chair of Clonakilty Tidy Towns. He's on the line. Well, Jermuth, are you disappointed by this news? Yes, uh, quite disappointed, actually. Uh, it's, um, we had known about it a few months ago, but, uh, you know, uh, it's not that far away now and we have to prepare in Clonakilty, you know, to put up the, the lights and it's just kind of another abdication of the, you know, the responsibilities that we believe Cork County Council, you know, should be doing, you know. So what's the uh, usual state of play? Like, what normally happens, Jermuth? Yeah, normally happens. Uh, the council, they erect the lights uh, probably about mid-November, uh, starting in mid-November of each year. And then they kind of turn them on and start of uh, early December. And uh, it's been like that for the last, I've been living in Clonakilty nearly 20 years. I'm not originally from there, but yeah, that's the general state of play. But it's what well, we noticed last year, Skibbereen is another close, a town close to us in West Cork. They they were given very short notice last year, about three weeks. And uh, the, the council were no longer putting up the lights uh, before you know they were going to put them up, you know, say mid-November. And they actually had to step in, actually help because of, to get a contractor and insurance purposes. There's a lot involved, actually. It's not straightforward. It's just throwing up a few lights. There's a, there's a lot involved. Insurance, uh, storage, uh, maintenance, all of that kind of stuff, you know. But normally the county council put up the lights and I'm assuming yes, that the, right. the rates, the yeah, businesses right. pay, all, the, all, yeah, all right. contribute. All the, yeah, all the businesses pay the rates and, you know, they believe that's part of the, you know, and they pay enough rates and that they believe that's part of the service. Along with property tax, you could you could count, uh, because it's the benefit to all, you know, not alone just the businesses, it's the people that both that live in Clannacilty and being a tourist town that visit Clannacilty, you know, that people pay property taxes as well, and, you know, and that goes straight to the council as well. Like So you believe that, you know, this should be one of the services that... We should take as a given, you know, that the council would provide. 53106 is the number. I'd like to chat to people in Cork today about this. I mean, what's your view? Are you disappointed about the fact that there might not be Christmas lights? But what are the county council so going to do? I mean, just put, put well, up your own lights, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah they're provide. Well, what I found out is that they're providing a €10,000 grant, you know, to, it's probably the Chamber of Commerce. But I found out it's about 30000 will be the, you know, would be the cost of, of what it will cost to put up the lights this year in Clannacilty. So there is a funding gap there already, you know, of 20,000. So that's where the, the conundrum is, you know. Is yeah, but, 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 but who can apply for this grant? Just the, the, the like yourself, well, it, the tidy towns? Yeah, or? No, it, it's the Chamber of Commerce. We, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, the tidy towns are not involved, you know, in putting up the lights. You know, we're, we're a voluntary organisation. We, you know, we care about the town and what goes on in the town, you know, but it, it's not directly linked to us mm-hmm. lights. You know, it's mainly the business, you know, the business association, the Chamber of Commerce and the council, really, you know. Yeah, so so Chambers of Commerce in Cork are going to have to start applying now for a 10 grand yeah. grant. Yeah. They have to make up a shortfall of maybe 20-odd thousand to put up these That's Christmas right. lights. And like... 
the ratepayers contributing to it. It's a whole, like it adds to the build-up. It's a family day experience, oh, yeah. the turning on of the lights. Sure, it's a huge thing like this. Yeah, it is. It's There's a huge no thing. And it's not, yeah, and it's not just to, it's other towns as far as I know in, in, in Cork County. I see Skibbereen well, you know. mentioned too. Yeah. I yeah, see other right. towns across Cork also have uh, been quoted on the uh, the light hit list as well. Um, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong though, Jeremy, because I, I was looking back at photographs of this. Clonakilty is sort of famous, is it not, for its light display? Yeah, it is actually. And they were re- they were not too long ago, a couple, uh, maybe five or six years ago, they were upgraded and they always put in a good display, you know, and they're on the, the Emmet Square, is uh, a Georgian Square, and it's always lit up lovely, you know, in uh, in Christmas time. And they, they light the trees as well, you know, and, uh, they, you know, the trees that are naturally growing around the town. And there's always a great display and a great buzz, you know, when they do turn on the lights and, you know, it's it's part of Christmas. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, not being lights there, in, you know, in Tranakilty, you know. I was asking people, or I mentioned it at the start of the programme, you know, to, to get in touch um, about this today, because if it's happening in Cork, I assume, I don't know, but let me know um, if it's happening in other counties as well. Stay with us, Jeremy, because John is yep. on the line too in Cork. Well, John, are you disappointed that there might not be lights in some towns in, in Cork this year? Yes, indeed. And I mean, as your previous caller has said, I mean, what are we paying property tax for? I mean, the country, Andrea, seems to be awash with money for certain projects. Like, but yes, for something like this, it only comes all once a year. That, I mean, in the depths of winter and bad weather, and especially for children, I mean, you only have one child. And I mean, this really looks good and it makes people happy at a time of the year, like when there's not much else going on. Now, there is a rumor going around, even Cox City itself here could be in trouble this year now, I don't know how substantial it is, but there's a rumour out there that they might have to cut back on the lights now. Even saying that, uh, in the 70s, when I was ahead of a lot younger, Andrea, uh, all we had was coloured bulbs going across the main Premier Street, Patrick Street here in Cork, but it was a kaleidoscope of colour. Once you went to Patrick Street at the top of the bottom end, you were under a sea of colour. Now we've got this thing there, with all after fifty, and they brought in this kind of uh, futuristic kind of Blue, like blue to me is not a Christmas colour. And they're very sparse in between. And half in the shops themselves, they make an effort, some of them, not all of them. And, um, you know, it, the street is very sparse. And it was better. Uh, the atmosphere was better in the 70s than it is now. Yeah. There's a text in here from Rose who says all of the councils should be cutting back on the lights this year due to the energy crisis and in solidarity with um, the people of Ukraine, most of whom, no doubt, will be in darkness. I think this should happen in many other councils, according to Rose. Um, Fianna Fáil TD, Christopher O'Sullivan, is on, on the line as well. Christopher, why are they turning out the lights? That's a very good question, Andrea. And for, First of all, um, I'm, I'm, I'm here in Clannacilty at the moment. Clannacilty is my hometown. And people of Clannacilty are incredibly resilient. So despite the fact um, and the annoyance at the fact that Cork County Council have withdrawn from this process, I know the people of Clann are resilient and they will find some way to put lights up. But that, having said that, that doesn't take away from the fact that, of course, Cork County Council should be providing this basic service. This is a partnership that has happened in towns like Clannacilty and Skibbereen going back decades in the time of when there used to be town councils. And it's worked really well, and, and it's worked to the point where you quite rightly pointed out, Andrea, Clannacilty has become known for being a Christmas town. They have a Christmas festival here where we turn our local choo-choo train into a Polar Express and it's magic and kids have unbelievable memories. So the fact that they're 
withdrawing from this, I think, is a very worrying um, trend. And there's a trend here, Andrea, where it's not just Christmas lights and stopping putting up Christmas lights that, that local authorities are pulling away from. Dermot that you have on the line there is uh, a member of Tidy Towns. Mm. And what's happening on, on the streets in towns right across Ireland is that local authorities are pulling away from the basic services of uh, maintaining parks, cleaning up streets, and they're putting it all back to volunteers, volunteers who have their own lives to live, volunteers who have their own uh, businesses to run, and they're giving them a grant, like in the case of Clonakilty Tidy Towns, they're giving them a grant of 10,000 saying, you go away, you keep the place well, um, and you know we'll, we'll just wash our hands of that responsibility. That needs to change. And look, local authorities do fantastic work, whether it's in trying to provide housing, whether it's library services, but they are stepping away from the basics that ratepayers are paying their money for. And Cork County Council took 100, in 118 million in rates from businesses last year. Some of that has to go back into communities and provision of Christmas lights. They can't lights. stick up a couple of lights. Exactly. The lift that it gives community. I mean, Clannacilty is famous and every street is adorned with these beautiful, uh, soft white lighting. It, 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 it is quite magical. Um, it would do, be a shame to lose that, but do, I know that that council, that Capplana will will come together and, and make it happen. Do you feel that, Jeremy, that you know a lot of the kind of council, um, I suppose, maintenance jobs and resources that would have been done by local authority workers? Like, do you feel in the tidy towns that that's sort of been pushed back on you guys? Yeah, yes, I'd agree. That, yeah, that was another point I was going to make. Yeah, I've been in Clannacilty tidy towns for the past maybe fourteen years, and more and more, that's the vibe we're getting. That. We do, you know, more and more the work that we believe the council should do, you know, in cleaning and, you know, and, and maintenance, you know, of the town. Uh, more and more has been pushed back on us. You know, uh, we would, we're doing a lot more work. It's all voluntary. It's all for free. And, you know, that's um, work that we'd never was doing before. That, you know, it's if, if we don't do it, it's not going to get done. That's, that's yeah, I, I suppose there'll be people listening to this though, um, you know, Christopher, who'll say like, you're the, the local TD, you're a government member. If there's anybody that can have a word in the ear of uh, of anybody in government in this conversation today, it's you. Hey, listen, and, and that's potentially fair enough. And, and quite a lot of the woes of this country, um, you know, the fingers quite often point to the government. And that's rightly so. There has to be some level of accountability. And as a government TD, I have to be accountable for um, services or for the provision of services that are come directly from government level. But there has to be accountability as well at local authority level. There has to be accountability at council level and, and, and councillors. And, and, you know, it, it's all well and good to always point the finger back in government. And quite rightly, that is absolutely deserved. But in this instance, I think there needs to be local autonomy um, there needs to be decisions made at a local level that benefit the local community. And absolutely, I've already written to the manager of the Western Division about this very issue, looking for answers, looking for them to reverse the decision. And I will do my best to hold people to account. Okay. But, you know, it, it's always easy to, to, to go to, to government level. Sometimes local authorities have to be held to account as well. Yeah, well, a lot of the local authority councillors will tell you that they, they, you know, they need more powers um, and a lot of maybe those powers that are often distributed out or, you know, de- dealt with by government level could actually be administered at a more local level. But in this case, if we can't even sort out Christmas lights, you know, <laughs> where are we at at all? Like 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Environmental journalist John Gibbons is on the line. John, are you on, like, do you think we should just turn out all the Christmas lights? Uh, good afternoon, Andrea. No, I don't think so. Um, I think 
there was a time, probably back one of your earlier speakers referred to back in the 70s and 80s, when the Christmas lights in your town actually used a huge amount of electricity. So when you saw those strings of, uh, say, red and yellow lights, each of those was a regular uh, bulb burning about 100 watts. So it would, wouldn't be at all unusual, Andrea, for one of those um, to, to maybe be using 20 kilowatts, even 50 kilowatts. It's a huge amount of electricity. Now, the big change, of course, since then is that now uh, virtually all Christmas lights, both domestic and used in, in uh, town mm. shows and so on, these are actually uh, LED. Uh, and basically, these are the modern lights. They're cool to the touch. That's really how you know they're LED. And basically, they typically reduce the energy, the electricity used by between 80 and 95 percent, which means okay. essentially that you can get, you can have your Christmas lights uh, and you're not putting pressure on the grid. I mean, for example, if you've got a data center anywhere near your local town and the data center is chugging away over Christmas and your town is in darkness, I can imagine people being uh, pretty annoyed about that and wondering why Ireland has uh, 25% of Europe's data centers in, with, uh, with our population of 1% of the EU. So, you know, I think we have to be fair and reasonable. Mm. Uh, Christmas, uh, you know, Christmas is a, it's a very old midwinter festival and, and really the lights of Christmas is the tradition. Sure, it's a of huge part of it. Yeah, I can totally understand why, why Jeremy and, and, and colleagues would be annoyed and I'm sure there's business people in, in Clonakilty and Skibbereen that will rely after a difficult two years on you know trying to make up for a lot of that shortfall as well now over the Christmas period and like to think that they are going to have to turn around and make up this €20,000 grant I'm, it's just it's absolutely incredible but the point that you're making John because that was a text that came in from Rose there's others coming in as well in light of the, the energy crisis situation that we have at the moment, you're saying that actually the Christmas lights in towns and villages across Ireland, they actually don't put that much pressure on the grid. Very little, to be honest. Okay. Uh, now, uh, that, that's the good news. Where we can rein ourselves in a little bit is on our overconsumption of lights generally. So, for example, there has become this tendency where I remember as a kid, we had the one set of Christmas lights that we took out every year and we, and we kind of tricked around with them, got them working again, got them up on the tree. Now, that's fine. Christmas lights now are cheap. And like so many things, Andrea, that are cheap, they tend to be overused. So what happens is we don't have one set. We've got 20 sets. We've got them hanging out of everywhere. So that isn't really an electricity issue. That's more an issue of... Overconsumption. Overconsumption. And if we wanted to make a if you like a contribution or a thought towards, say, for example, you know, people who are really suffering at the moment around the world in so many areas for so many reasons, whether it's warfare, whether it's okay. uh, climate-related disasters, what we could do instead is maybe uh, just, just throttle back on the consumption a little bit this Christmas and maybe get back to the stuff that, that we, we, we really remember about Christmas, which is family, yeah. okay. togetherness let, and so let, on. Let, yeah. me, let me bring in Mary as well. Mary got in touch. Mary, what, well, what do you make of the council basically cutting the fund? Um, well, they're not going to put up the lights themselves this year in Cork. Well, your, your previous caller was just saying there, let's make a contribution. I'll tell you who could make a contribution. The councillors themselves in the councils get an enormous amount of free stuff. So if the councils are looking for areas in which they could cut back, one of the areas that they could cut back on, Andrea, is the free phones, free data, free laptops, and God forbid they'd have to carry the laptop around, free tablets to do their council work. I don't see why... Just like all of us, you bring your own devices to work and you okay. pay for those. So you don't, There's ah, well, an area, Andrea, they could cut yeah. back on. I suppose, and to be fair... that Free parking as well, Andrea. They have free parking. 
So, I mean, you know, we are all ratepayers, we are all taxpayers, and I don't see why the council can't look in their own backyard and see where those cutbacks could okay, be made. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting point, and I, I'd say there's many will agree with you. Um, Christopher, I know before you, uh, you know, arrived through the, the gates of um, of Dáil Air and you previously spent time on the council in Cork, I mean, would councillors be willing to forgo the, the, the iPad and the laptop and the phone <laughs> to get the lights up? I, I know, I know some some do, uh, and some who perhaps may have the um, luxury of maybe perhaps having another role may may be able to look at that. But a lot of councillors these days, uh, Andrea, are full time. They do nothing yeah. else. That's their only income. And back in my day, anyway, and, and I'm certainly not playing the the, the the promoter because I'm a TD now, and I'm absolutely very well paid, and there's no issue with that. But back in those days, your your basic salary was about sixteen thousand a year, um, and and for and the work tax. that they do. In in yeah, sixteen thousand a year, and there obviously are the the, the um, I suppose the expenses etc. that mm. are on top of that. But listen, you know, I, I'm not uh, I'm not here to to defend councillors, but I start they're not um, extremely well paid by any stretch of the imagination, particularly for the work they do. They do what's described as a part time role. Many of them do it on the full time basis, and actually that's an issue with getting people to take up roles in local authorities. Yeah. Ah, no, look, I know that and it's a, it's a, it's an absolutely thankless job, I can only imagine but but anyway, um, I'd love to chat to other people in Cork today on your views about the fact that there's going to be towns across the county, it appears, that won't have lights erected by the County Council this year and uh, businesses and the Chambers of Commerce and the whole lot are going to have to come up with a shortfall to put up these lights. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Jeremoth John, uh, Christopher O'Sullivan, John Gibbons and Mary, thanks a million for joining us here on the programme today. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That is the email address. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.